Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you over 5,000 watts of friendship and reaching all four corners of Equestria. Touching everywhere from Sweet Apple Lakers to the Crystal Empire. You're tuning to Care to Lot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. It's me, it's me, it's the good old MC Mychick, and it's Wednesday, March 12, 2014. I hope you're having a great week so far, but just in case you aren't, we are here to get you through the rest of the week with another wonderful installment of Canterlot Radio. Not only do we have the most awesome music, news, and everything that makes the Brony community awesome, we've got Brony artist Leakfish joining us in the Brony Spotlight to draw up some fun. So get ready for two hours of everything that makes the Brony community 20% cooler in two hours flat. You are listening to Canterlot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com.
The 17 for you, DSI, with Who's Up for Friendship. Before that was Absolute Sandwich with Escape the Rift. Actually, a fan request by Absolute Sandwich, so you're welcome. Blaze Chaser with Life in Circles, and Spectrum with Andy and Aji Magic Dance Spectrum Remix. Coming at you over 5,000 watts of friendship and reaching all four corners of Equestria. Touching everywhere from Sweet Out Blakers to the Crystal Empire, you are tuned into Canterlot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. It's me, it's me, it's the good old MC Mike Check, and it's Wednesday, March 12th, and it's Wednesday, March 12th, 2014. I'm just so jazzed up for today's show, I'm tripping over the dates, kids. <laughs> well, anyway, before we get into our uh, monologue for the day, let's talk about some sponsors that make this show 20% cooler. DerbyHoovesNews.com, the latest My Little Pony news, media, and fan-created content. If you ever wanted to know everything going on in the world of My Little Pony, check out DerbyHoovesNews.com. Silver Slinger, producer of some of the finest My Little Pony jewelry available. Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Silver Slinger's goods. Crystal Mountain Pony Con, June 6th to the 7th at the Ryerson Hotel in Salt Lake City, Utah. Check out CrystalMTPonyCon.com for more information. TrotCon, June 20th through 22nd at the Sheridan Cap- Columbus at Capitol Square. And you can still register because they have announced two new guests, including... Not only our buddy Peter New, yep, but also Pinkie Pie herself, Andrea Libman. So if you ever wanted to talk to her about how very pro Libman season four is, now's your chance. Because we are only 99 days, 18 hours, 39 minutes, and 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22 seconds away from TrotCon 2014. That's a mouthful right there, yep. And captured my soul. Custom lockets and necklaces, including My Little Pony figures and cutie marks. Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash captured my soul. So I hope you're having a great week so far. I know I am. I'll tell you what. Yesterday was bea beautiful weather-wise here in Canterlot. Uh, it was all warm and sunny, but today it's just cold and... Man, I, I know I talk a lot about the weather, but man, it's just so so cold. How can we have such beautiful 70 degree weather and then go into the 30s? Oh, man. Look, I know, again, I know the Pegasus are getting ready for the Equestria Games, but we need to get some warm weather coming back here or else we're all going to turn into popsicles. You know, I, I, I like, I, I would like, I would like to, you know, at least have a little bit of weather where I can feel my, my toes or my hooves. And I've already ruined the joke. Or I've already ruined the reference <laughs> but anyway uh, i want to talk to you guys for a few moments about something that we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the new stable and that is bullying and uh, apparently just because you think that we we together for uh, michael morones and his family to stop bullying you thought would stop but sadly it's going on again i was approving equestria daily or perusing I was searching. I was trying to use a fancy word for searching. And apparently this school is not allowing this kid to bring in his backpack because it's making him the target of bullying. And, of course, it's a My Little Pony backpack with Rainbow Dash on it, you know. And Rainbow Dash is supposed to make everything 20% cooler. And, you know, it's not. Now, they're saying he's not allowed to bring the backpack in because it makes him a target for bullying. Are you kidding me? 
Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was a victim of bullying for many, many years when I was in, I was in school. Only back then it was with our Pokemon cards. And this one kid, Scott Geisman, he was a jerk. He stole my base at Charizard, and he, would, and he would flaunt it in front of me. And he would make fun of me, and it really hurt. I mean, this was when base set Charizard was, you know, like the beast, the man, in demand. Not this EX nonsense. And it really hurt. And, you know, and, and the teacher was able to get it back for me, but she said, don't bring the cards to school anymore. I'm like, why? It defines who I am. So why should I have to, you know, why aren't you doing anything to stop him? He bullied me. He stole from me. He's bullying me, and you're letting him get away with it? And, you know, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We're trying to, you know, stop bullying. But if what the story says is true, this, the school is just taking the easy way out. You know? You're supposed to do your job. And it's mind-blowing that, you know, the school is going to take the side of the bully and say, you know, it's like, it's like them being the bully. But anyway, I'll talk more about this in... I'll, t- I'll talk more about this later on in the news stable. And we've actually been talking to you guys about your, about your reactions to, um, you know, to what's going on here in the fandom and uh, what's going on with all of this. And, you know, you guys have been blowing up our have been blowing up our Twitter with all kinds of comments about what's uh, what's uh, going on. So hopefully in the near future, you know, stuff like this will be avoided. And I just, it, it, again, it's so mind-blowing that the school is taking the kids, is not even taking the kids' side. They're telling him, do not bring the backpack in. You've got kids, you know, they dress, you know, in goth, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's your style. Uh, you've got people who dress, you know, they have piercings th- through their nose, their ears, their tongues. That's okay. You've got uh, girls wearing crop tops and thongs. That's okay. And you've got a kid with a My Little Pony backpack. No, that's where we draw the. That's where I draw the line. And you are telling me that your hands are tied? You know, I don't know what they're teaching our kids in school nowadays, but if it's to, you know, conform and, and not be unique to avoid being challenged for being different, then our school system's in a real, real bad way. But like I said, anyway, we'll talk more about this later on in the news table. So don't go anywhere because we got plenty to talk about with this. So anyway, let's talk about uh, this past week's episode, Some Pony to Watch Over Me. So Granny Smith is going out of town, and while Pete, uh, Applejack and Big Macintosh are delivering apples, Apple Bloom has decided that, you know, I'm a big pony. I want to stay by myself. I can't do a very good Apple Apple Bloom. If you, if you want a very good Apple Bloom impression, either talk to Michelle Creeper or Emily Jones from Pegasus Live. It's not here. You're not going to get that. So, as soon as Applejack and Big Macintosh leave, Applejack begins worrying, oh, man, uh, what, what happens if something happens to Apple Bloom? Oh, I better go check on her. So, she goes back and she starts, you know, watching her, like, like 24-7 watching her. It, it, it's getting kind of creepy. 
So Eljack's being overprotective, and it's eventually starting to drive Applebloom crazy. So she says, well, you know, maybe if I deliver, if I deliver Applejack's order to those, that Ponyville city, maybe they'll stop treating me like a baby. So she says, I take the giant cart and go to deliver it, not knowing it goes through the, this crazy swamp where there's, it's a fire geyser swamp, and it's shooting fire, and as Applebloom goes through there, she gets confronted by this chimera, and it wants pie Quote, with a side of Philly filet. Okay, now, now that can be taken many ways, but let's just assume she want, they want the pie and to eat Apple Bloom. So Applejack, of course, comes to her rescue. He, she scolds her for, for doing that, and I'm like, okay, okay, first off, you drove her to do this. And quit putting a helmet on her, please. So they're able to deliver the pies to the... Um, to the, to the city where it's like it's like like New Orleans, I guess because, you know, Fat Tuesday was a couple of weeks ago. And Applejack learns, you know, she needs to trust her, her little sister. She's not the baby pony that she once was, that maybe she can do stuff on her own now. That doesn't mean that she doesn't need her anymore. It just means, you know, you, you need to let her be her own pony, if that makes sense. So that's what we learn about some pony to watch over me. Now, this week's episode, I am so excited Mod Pie. This is going to be great. Pinkie Pie's sister Mod is coming to Pieville, and Pinkie can't wait for her friends and sister to meet and become best friends. But when it turns out that Mod is very different than was described, the girls find bonding with her quite the challenge. Will they be able to bond with the sister of Pinkie Pie, or will there be mud on their face? Mod on their face? We'll find out in this week's episode, Mod Pie airing this Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Dahab. Dahabs. Well, anyway, last week's Pony Poll, and we asked you guys, because of uh, It Ain't Easy Being Breezy's and Twilight's ultimate spell of transformation, if Twilight could turn you into one of these four creatures, what would you be? And the choices were Dragon, Griffin, Timberwolf, and Breezy. Well, in a very close race with 45% of the votes, you guys said you'd want to be a dragon with 27% wanting to be a griffin, and 18% wanting to be a breezy. I was a breezy for a little bit, but eh, kind of weird. I couldn't press any of the buttons. I was too, uh, I was too uh, small, and I had to rely on the wind to get any magic going. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, wind. Well, anyway, this week's Pony Poll, and we want to know, out of all the songs so far, what has been the best song of Season 4? Head over to carolotradio.com during our next block of music to take part in this week's Pony Poll, and you can tweet your answer on our Twitter at Canterlot Radio. We want to know the best song of Season 4 so far. There are still a few more episodes in Season 4, but we want to know what has been the top song so far. And there have been some really great ones. I think Daniel Ingram, once again, has hit his stride in Season 4. Well, anyway, let's get into our next block of music here on Canterlot Radio. And don't forget... Uh, later on in the program, we'll be talking with Brony artist Leakfish in the Brony Spotlight. Anyway, Every Pony, Every Pony, becoming popular by Replacer, here on Canterlot Radio. The toast of the town, the girl on the go. I'm the type of pony, every pony, every pony should know. I'll be the one to watch the girl in the snow. I'm the type of pony, every pony, every pony should know. I'll be the toast of the town, the girl on the go. I'm the type of pony, every pony, every pony should know. I'll be the one 
Shakeups with Our Little Time Lord. Before that was Moonshines with Chasing Horizons, Gypsy Magic featuring Silverhound by Skit Fry, Forced Rain with Join the Herd, and Replacer with Every Pony, Every Pony Becoming Popular. I mean, Every Pony is becoming popular, but we're talking about the Every Pony, Every Pony, Every Pony should know. And you're listening to Cantalot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. It's me, it's me, it's the good old MC, Mike Chick. And it's Wednesday, March 12, 2014. And I hope you're having a great week so far. I know I am, because we've been having a wonderful conversation in our chat room right now on Blog Talk Radio and on our Twitter page at Cantalot Radio. So if anyone wants to join the conversation, head over to one of those two wonderful outlets, and we will surely talk to you about stuff and things and maybe topics. Can't make much of a promise on topics, but we'll talk to you. Well, anyway, it's now time to dive into the world of My Little Pony news and information with the News Stable. Bringing you the latest news in the My Little Pony community, it's the News Stable. And now, here's Mike Chat. This is the News Stable for Wednesday, March 12, 2014. And as always, it's me, Mike Check, bringing you the latest news in the My Little Pony community that is delivered to me via News Falcon. News Falcon, report! Thank you, noble friend. News Falcon, away! I like that, News Falcon. So anyway, let's see what is diving into the world of My Little Pony this week. For those of you who are fans of the hit Fox animated series, Bob's Burgers, it looks like in a few weeks, the Bronies will be invading. And in homage to the Brony subculture, Tina will attend her first ever Equestricon, a convention based on her favorite animated pony show, The Equestronauts. To her surprise, she finds that the show's fans are middle-aged men called Equestricals. When a powerful superfan tricks Tina out of her rare pony toy, it's up to Bob to go undercover to get it back. So look for The Equestronauts, Sunday, April 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox. I don't know how to feel about this one, folks. I like Bob's Burgers. I think it's very funny. I mean, H. H. John Benjamin, he, he's, he's very funny on that show. And I, I like Eugene a little bit more, just because he reminds me so much of me. And you, you ever see the episode uh, where um, they have the, the, the mad pooper, and um, Eugene decides to uh, start dressing like Bob, 
and he um, not only has a shirt, he has his hair cut, you know, with a bald spot in the back, and has a mustache. And then when um, when he confronts Bob, he's like he's like looking into a mirror. Bob's like, oh, oh, okay, Gene, that's not funny. Yes, it is. And it's a it, it's it's a really funny episode. You're gonna check it out if you've ever if you've ever seen it. Then you know it's a it's a weird show. I'm not gonna lie to you. It, it's one of those weird shows that you don't know why you watch it. It's I guess it's kind of like a train wreck. You want to look away, but you can't. Well, I just think it's going to be either a really funny episode or a really creepy episode. But you know what they say, if you can't laugh at yourself, I don't know how the rest of that goes, but you need to be able to laugh at yourself, I think. So anyway, uh, last week we talked about a um, a special uh, announcement by McDonald's about a possible another set of McDonald's My Little Pony Toys. Well, we can now confirm with 100% that McDonald's will be releasing another series of Happy Meal toys for My Little Pony figures. That's right. An official announcement posted on the McDonald's website features Rainbow Power My Little Pony figurines. And aside from the main six, we also get Princess Luna, Princess Celestia, and DJ Pwn3. That's right. Vile Scratch will be one of the sought-after figures in this awesome collection. Wait, hang on. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. Hang on. Hang on. I got. I got. Hang on. We'll see. One, two, three. Oh, wait a minute. I, I need to retract that. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let, let, let me see. Let's see. Let's see. Twilight. Rainbow Dash. Rarity. Pinkie Pie. Fluttershy. <sighs> well, we're missing someone. Who are we missing? Wait a minute. Where's Applejack? Oh, no. Say it ain't so, Pony Joe. It looks like Applejack got left behind again. Aww. Oh, man, the Applejack fans are going to be very disappointed. But anyway, it looks like uh, we will get eight collectible figures of Rarity, Princess Twilight Sparkle, Rainbow Dash, Piggy Pie, Fluttershy, Princess Luna, Princess Celestia, and DJ Pwn3. So look for those in the next rotation of Happy Meal Toys after their Peabody and Sherman collection. Oh, man, poor Applejack. That's horrible. Why will no one give Applejack a chance? You know, she's just, you know, I I feel bad for her. She she never gets any attention anymore. I mean, she gets one episode and she looks like she's stalking. That's horrible. So, again, if you're in the market to get the next set of Happy Meal toys, all you got to do, it's, it's, it's only a few weeks away. So you can get, again, all eight of these incredible figures. But it's going to be a little bit, though. I, I, I think in a couple of weeks. And they'll be teamed up with the uh, Skylanders figures, which is weird. I, I, I can't picture – I mean, I can picture My Little Pony and Skylanders, but – Eh, they don't look that good, though. The Skylanders, they don't look good. It's just toys. They are, I don't see any, you know, stations to put them in the game. Now, that would be cool. Oh, man, I feel bad for Applejack now. Wow, that, that's got to that's gotta hurt. Because <laughs> it's Applejack. Oh, man, that is horrible, but kind of funny at the same time. And I know, I know some of you guys are sad because Applejack isn't in this, but, you know, you still have Rainbow Dash, so we still get a little bit of Ashley Ball. So, so be happy, okay? Good. So anyway, uh, 
what we're talking about earlier in the show is um, I don't know if you guys follow the news, uh, but a kid is being bullied, a kid by the name of Grayson. He's being bullied for having a Rainbow Dutch backpack. And what makes this unique is the school is telling him not to bring it to class. So, uh, so there's a Facebook page has started support for Grayson. And it's talking about, and this is what they say about the about their page. Nine-year-old Grayson loves My Little Pony so much so they requested a MLP lunchbox for school. Just a few days into carrying it, he began being bullied by classmates, calling him names, telling him to kill himself, and even more. When Grayson's parents approached the school for help, they blamed the parents for letting him have the lunchbox. The school has done nothing to curtail the bullying. Well, I guess they mean stop it. One school official made it a point to tell Grayson that it was his mother. His mother was wrong for letting him have the lunchbox. The superintendent's office is supporting the school and is not taking any action, calling the lunchbox a trigger for bullying. And we've been talking about this all day, and I've go, and I'm like, I, it's just, you know, this is this is crazy, you know, and you know, I was talking about how when I was in school, you know, I had Pokemon cards and they got stolen, and I got bullied for it, and they just said don't bring them anymore. Um, and it's 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 really really sad that we live in a day and age when stuff like this is going on still. And now the school is taking the side of, you know, essentially the school is becoming a bully as well by suppressing his right to freedom of, of speech. And, and how is that freedom of speech? Because it speaks about who he is as a person. And if he's being bullied and the school is doing nothing to stop it, it's incredible that it's incredible that we that this is getting, you know, this is getting attention because it's stupid. Now I can understand. I can play devil's advocate. Can understand. You know, you don't want the kid to be targeted for boy. But to just say, hey, don't bring it. You know, pick something that's not that that you don't like. You know, if he likes My Little Pony, he should be able to go into school and not be bullied. And I I, I hope if I have a kid and he's into My Little Pony, and I'll support him because he's my son and or daughter, and I love him and or her. And wait, wait, we've been talking. To uh, talking to some of our uh, our fans on Twitter and getting their opinion on it, and we're gonna read a couple to them right now. Uh, Millie Dubois says, "In middle school, I was bullied for liking My Little Pony, so the school told me to stop liking My Little Pony." Sad to see that's still happening. It is very sad. Uh, at Bendy Penguin sixty four, what angers me the most is that this is their solution as opposed to I don't know punishing the bullies. And that's true. Um, uh, at Ben Hitchcock at Black Wolf 454, is there a school uniform policy? If not, they have no right to take that away. Yeah. Uh, absolute sandwich. That's ridiculous. The kid is being bullied by the school. Um, let's see. Uh, at Nate Dude, I had a principal like that. Long story short, he got fired and I'm on parole. Okay, that was okay. Maybe they're. Uh, let's let's try it again. Uh, he also says, so, instead of doing their job and handling the problem, they punish the victim? Um, not a nerdy pony. Harms anyone? No. Promotes violence? No. PG material? Obviously. Seems like a practical thing to disallow. Uh, at uh, MLP underscore silent step, I say let people have whatever school bags they want. And you guys are making a lot of very valid points. Uh, pony official, that's not fair. He should do what he wants to do. And, you know, I agree with you guys. And I think this is, you know, ridiculous. 
Now, the bullying, you know, the teachers and the principal should step up and say, stop it, or, or take some kind of action. Don't tell the kid not to bring the pony lunchbox to school. I mean, that's censoring his right to, you know, his freedom of speech and his ability to express himself. You know, are you going to, you know, you see, you see kids coming around, coming in school with um, WWE shirts on. There's violence in that. Gonna tell them to stop doing it, or are you gonna tell you gonna tell the the goth kids to stop wearing black to school? No, they wore to school every day when I was in high school, and no one told them to stop. You know, if you're going to, you know, if you're trying to to promote all this social advocacy click and nonsense, then you need to be able to at least promote the right that a kid can bring a My Little Pony backpack, lunchbox, wallet, figure, whatever to school. You know, he's not promoting violence for Pete's sake. He's just trying to promote a character that he likes. Anyway, I mean, that's just, this is just my two cents. If, if, what are you, and you can take it for whatever you want. But I think that the school needs to stop protecting the bullies and, you know, tell them, no, you can't do this. That's like saying, hey, you know what? Don't, don't bring yourself to school then. And I may just be going off on a tangerine here, but it needs to be – there needs to be some point where not only the superintendent needs to act like an adult, but the principal needs to act like an adult and tell those guys, leave that kid alone. That bullying will not be tolerated. Don't make the kid a victim. Well, anyway, that's just my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And that's going to do it for this installment of the News Stable. This has been the News Stable. Tune in next week for the latest news in the My Little Pony community. Back to you, Mike Chuck. And again, we're going to be gauging your guys' opinion on our Twitter page at Canterlot Radio, so please comment on your feelings about this. We've been getting some unique, uh, unique, um, we've been getting some unique replies about it. Uh, I want you guys to share your opinion because you guys are the brony, and this kid might need the support. You need so if you want to show some support for this kid, head over to facebook.com forward slash support for Grayson, and we'll post a link to it on our Twitter page as well. Anyway, into our next awesome block of music here on Cantalot Radio, Don't Get Lost in the Everfree by Synthus. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with brony artist Leek Fish in the spotlight. You're listening to Cantalot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. <laughs>
welcome to the Brony Spotlight, where we feature incredible bronies in the My Little Pony fandom doing incredible things. And joining me right now is not only an incredible brony, but I think one incredible artist. If you're going to Equestria LA or Everfree Northwest, you will see plenty of her artwork lined up as she designs both the mascots and promotional art for both conventions. She may be known to the world as Christina Cornford, but to the Brony fandom, she is best known as Leakfish. Miss Leakfish, welcome to the Brony Spotlight. Hello. <laughs> Can I call you Leak? Sure. Go for it. <laughs> well, Fish, I want to tell you, you've had some incredible artwork that has been featured throughout the Brony fandom, and of course to have you on is really a big, a big honor and a pleasure, <laughs> because I, yeah, I, I know I called you Fish instead of Leak, you know? It's okay. Just, just when my guests think they have the answers, I change the questions. That's, that's kind of what I do best on the show. But um, anyway, like I was saying, you do incredible artwork that I think deserves to be featured, and not only featured on this program, but featured in the Brony community. You've done Cracker Jack work, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the interview. So first off, what got you interested in My Little Pony? Um, let's see. It's hard to remember because it feels like it was so long ago. <laughs> even though it yeah. really was just a couple of years ago. Um, I guess it was because I was at, I think it was Anime Expo, I think in 2012, and there was a lot of My Little Pony costumes that year, and they're all really nicely done, and I really liked the art style and character designs, so I figured it would be worth a shot to try it, and then I got hooked. <laughs> I actually didn't start doing pony artwork for quite a bit after that. Um, I did my... Galloping Gallopinky costume uh, a bit later, more towards 2013, I think. And then I happened to be at SAC Anime, and that was when I met the nice folks from uh, SAC Brony Expo. Mm -hmm. And they, I guess, were looking for staff at the time. And originally the convention dates were expected to be in around February. And but they weren't announced yet. So when I went and asked and they said, oh, well, we're probably going to be in February, I was like, oh, well, I'm probably going to be up in college. And so they asked, well, what else can you do? I was like, I uh, draw. <laughs> and then the rest is kind of history. <laughs> For those who don't know, Leek Fish is a digital arts major at the University of Oregon. Not, not sound creepy or anything, just you know, <laughs> stating facts. It's right on my Twitter profile. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, the question is, who is your favorite pony? Applejack. Really? Yes. Why, why is that? Um, she is my inner workaholic. <laughs> I don't know. This past week's episode, she can get kind of clingy. Uh, she does not have the greatest of episodes, in my opinion. And I think it would actually be Rainbow Dash or Fluttershy that is my favorite, aesthetically speaking. Uh, those two are actually my favorites to draw. So I tend to draw those two more often than Applejack, but I feel like I definitely can resonate quite a bit with Applejack and her need to work hard and earn an honest living. Well, nothing wrong with that. I need a lot more of that in this economy nowadays. That's always a good thing. <laughs> so what is your favorite episode? Uh, Hurricane Fluttershy. Uh, that, was a, that was a very good one where Fluttershy <laughs> learned about her, uh, her ability to uh, achieve the impossible and climb yes. the mountains that she had put in front of her because of her fear of letting down Rainbow Dash and all the other Pegasi. Mm -hmm. Very good episode. So what got you interested in drawing? Um, let's see. Well, I was kind of drawing on and off for a long time, like since I was a kid, but I didn't really start drawing regularly until I think my freshman year of high school was when I started drawing on a more regular basis. 
And then it was a couple of years after that where I started taking it a lot more seriously. So I guess I could say I've been drawing for about almost eight years now. And I think it was just, I really like drawing cartoons and cartoon characters and video game characters. So I would just kind of doodle those all the time. And then it just became more of a hobby. And then after that, like, because I started to take my work more seriously, it became more of a, like, targeted profession. So you're saying your uh, career started off a little sketchy, and then it it finally (laughs) drew you into the professional limelight, where you could show a lot of color. Number two pencil. She's trying to set up a set of drawing jokes there, but it's kind of crash and burn in there. But so so anyway, uh, tell us. Anybody that follows me on Twitter knows about my love of awful puns. So. Oh, oh, well, it's a good thing you follow us because we are chocked full of them. (laughs) <laughs> Tell us what goes into a leak fish drawing. Um, or, or some but, of the, or I guess the, I guess the method to your digital madness. Well, I never really stick to one specific method. I know, like a lot of artists tend to have their preferred style, and that's awesome. But I tend to get bored if I do that, so I try to experiment with like as many different styles as I can think of or come up with, and I try to do things that I haven't seen done before, uh, or just things that look interesting and something I want to give a shot. Um, So I usually just kind of start out with a concept, and then I'll usually do a few thumbnail sketches where it's just like a tiny like sketch where I just really rough map out uh, how I want the piece to lay out, where I want the characters to go, etc., And after that is when I usually start doing sketches, either in my sketchbook or straight onto Photoshop with my tablet. A lot of my prints, I usually just make start to finish right in Photoshop because then it allows me to work at the dimensions I need and not have to worry about, like, resizing or anything later on. Um, Especially because if I'm just drawing in my sketchbook, if I'm drawing multiple characters, trying to keep them all the exact same size can sometimes get a little difficult for me. (laughs) So... uh, That tends to be, at least for prints, although most recently I've been doing a lot more sketchbook sketching. But then after that, it really depends on what the piece calls for. Uh, Right now I'm doing something that's a little more based in pixel art, but before I've done things that, like, use the pen tool for line art, which makes this really nice, like, these nice crisp lines, and it's, like, tedious as all hell, but it produces nice results, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm just going through some of your pictures in your gallery right now at leakfish.deviantart.com. And I must say, I'm very impressed. I think out of the current right now, I think my favorite one is your uh, piece called Divided, which features the main six from the Hearth's Warming Eve episode. And it looks, it, it has a very, you know, has a very divided feel to it. Probably why it's called <laughs> Divided. And I just, I, I, I love the colors. I love how you got the uh, the three different banners, the uh the, the, the horse spirits circling them. And <laughs> I think you did a very good job on this. Thank you. And that you- was one I think I finished right before BronyCon because I really wanted to do a piece with the Heartstorming Eve designs for a while. But because I have been doing artwork for a few different conventions, I tend to just get like super busy with other stuff. So before BronyCon, I was like, I want to get that print cranked out. And I was dealing with a bit of carpal tunnel in my hand. So it was very difficult to work on. I kind of had to take a couple days off for a bit, and then I just went back into it. And then it was a little more tedious than I was used to because I'm not as experienced with painting as some of my other styles. 
So it was quite a process, but I liked how it turned out in the end. Yeah, so anyway, speaking about the convention drawing, mm-hmm. uh, of course you've done artwork for several conventions, including Equestria LA and Everfree Northwest and the uh, Sac Brony Expo, of course. Uh, how did you get your start in doing artwork for these various My Little Pony conventions? Uh, let's see. Well, I was at Sac Anime when I met the staff from Sac Brony Expo because they are doing a My Little Pony panel and they announced that they were going to host a convention. And they asked if anybody would like to volunteer for staff to come talk to them after the panel. And the year before, I was actually going to be on Con Ops for Everfree, but I had something come up with my family and I wasn't able to attend. And thus, I wasn't able to do any staffing for them. But I asked them, well, what are your tentative convention dates? And they said, oh, well, we're probably going to be in February. Because at the time, they scheduled February, but it really ended up being more like September. And so I said, oh, well, I'll probably be in college by then. And they asked if there was anything else I thought I could do. And I said, I kind of draw. And so this is when their con chair takes out a sketchbook and pencil, hands it to me and says, can we see a demonstration? And I'm just like, oh, oh, crap. I'm in like a gallop and gallop Pinkie Pie dress and it's like sweltering hot outside. And I was in like, I knew my artwork was going to turn out terrible because I was in no position to really draw properly. So I was like, um, okay. I warned them this, but I said I would still give it a shot. And I basically filled out an entire page of sketches while he was like talking to other people. And then the contract came back later. It was like, sorry for leaving you so long. And he takes a look at the sketch. He's like, oh, oh, holy crap. We'll be in touch. (laughs) So after that, I started getting in contact with them. I designed their mascots. And it was when I was designing their mascots, I actually had designed a total of six different concepts. So two groups of three. And one of them was a sort of like, Southern California-inspired pony that, because of my awful love of puns, my roommates and I dubbed her Beverly Hooves. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I love (laughs) it. I love it. (laughs) And at the time, I didn't know that Equestria LA had a mascot uh, named Starstruck, I believe. And so I figured, well, she'd be great for them if they don't have one already. So I sent an email over to them asking, like, hey, do you guys want to use this mascot concept? Like, it was just one that we didn't end up using, and I thought it would be kind of cute. And so I heard back sometime later, and they were like, well, we already have a mascot, but we really like your artwork. Would you be willing to do some for us, too? And so I was like, well, I kind of milled it over a bit, and I wasn't really sure because at the time I was really busy with, like, school and my Sackbrony Expo work, and I wasn't sure if I could handle, like, doing that as well. But I had thought about it for a week. I ended up giving in. So I was like, sure, let's do it. And I'm really glad I did because Equestria LA is one of the most fantastic conventions, and they were just a total joy to work with. And I made so many awesome friends there. And while I was there, I ended up getting um, into a few conversations with some of the folks from Everfree. And towards the end of the convention, I was approached by them again, and they said, hey, would you mind being, like, a secondary artist for our convention? 
just to take some of the stress off of our primary artists. So I said, sure. And it just kind of kept snowballing from there, ended up getting picked up by BabsCon. <laughs> and I can't seem to get out. <laughs> well, you may have been a secondary artist, Leek, but I think your artwork's number one. <laughs> Thank and you. I've also been doing the Beverly Hooves. That's who I want to see. Philly, Philly, <laughs> Philly, Philly, hanging with oh Beverly Hooves. That's enough of that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. This is, a, this is a puntacular installment of the Brony Spotlight. <laughs> For those of you just joining us, we have talented Brony artist Leakfish. Talk, we're talking to her about some of her incredible artwork and working with several conventions that are well-known in the My Little Pony fandom, including Everfree Northwest, Sack Brony Expo, and Equestria LA. Now, of course, outside of doing the My Little Pony artwork, you, you've also done several other pieces. I like One of my favorites is your Adventure Time one. You know, trying to balance it out there. And and you also do a little bit of cosplay on the side. Of course, mm-hmm. aside from your Grand Galloping Gallop Pinkie Pie, which I think is just awesome, just because of the glasses and the mustache. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have not seen any other Grand Galloping Gallop Pinkie Pie cosplay with that. Well, I, I know it wasn't really part of the actual gala dress, but I really like uh, costumes that have a lot of props because then it makes, like, photo shoots a lot more fun because then I have more things to like pose with and whatnot. So I really love those glasses and they're pretty, they're fairly simple to make. So I said, gotta go for it. And I'm you props to your props. (laughs) Thank you. It's definitely one of my favorite props and it's actually been worn by, um, one of the writers for my little pony, Cindy Barrow. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> I met her at Equestria LA, and she was like, I need to take a picture with you. And I was like, would you like to wear the glasses? And she's like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that is that that is neat. That's got to say something about your work, Lee. <laughs> Thank you. To have, have your picture taken not only with one of the writers for one, this beloved show, but to have them wearing one of your props while taking said photo. That's, that's got to be, <laughs> be something. <laughs> So, of course, um, BabsCon is just right around the corner, and you have got this very nicely drawn uh, design for an exclusive shirt. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Um, well, I've done a couple of convention shirt designs in the past. Uh, I did one for Equestria LA. It was, like, my first time doing a officially licensed shirt because it got produced by Wheel of Fine, so it was approved by Hasbro as well. And then I was supposed to do one for Everfree, but the plan kind of – it sort of fell through at the end just due to things that weren't really in my control. Uh, but, you know, it happens. So then with BabsCon, I asked if there was going to be any sort of, like, shirts that were going to be convention exclusives, and they asked if I'd be willing to do one, and I said, heck yes. So I really wanted to blow my last two designs out totally out of the water. So I just kind of hunkered down. I came up with that design because I really wanted to put them on a cable car like all the main six on a cable car, plus Spike. Spike was actually added in um, a bit afterwards um, once the initial sketch was done because I realized, well, I don't like neglecting Spike because he's definitely important to the show as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everybody always forgets Spike. Why do they do that? He's he's awesome. And I'm not just saying that because Kathy Westlock just followed us. (laughs) Kathy is awesome. Oh, she is mind-blowingly awesome. And I don't think, you know, I don't think she gets enough 
credit as Spike in that show. He really doesn't. I mean, who saved the Crystal Kingdom? <laughs> it was Spike. Who, who, who's an awesome little purple guy that we just love to death? <laughs> Spike, that's who. Could Pinkie Pie be as awesome as Spike? Well, well, yeah, but but she couldn't <laughs> shoot fire like Spike. See, see, Spike brings the best of both worlds. Not only is yep. he adorable, but he shoots fire. He's like a, <laughs> he's like an adorable purple flamethrower that can send letters to Celestia. <laughs> and the joke I have with Kathy is he it's a forget email, forget Gmail. I want Spike mail. Yep, for sure. Hey, hey, there you go. Another T-shirt idea. Yep. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting. No, I expect royalties for that one. <laughs> But um, I, I think it's a fantastic shirt, and the only Thank way you. that you can get this shirt is to get it at BabsCon. Yes. So they might sell any extras online at Wheel of Fine after the convention, but your best bet at getting one would be at BabsCon. So if you're going at to the BabsCon, Sugar Cube Corner booth, get the get the shirt. You're not going to get <laughs> anywhere else unless Wheel of Fine puts it up there. And speaking of Wheel of Fine, because I did not forget, you've been. Asking all your followers to help you do this. we got to talk about this. You have got a T-shirt entered in the latest We Love Fine contest. So let's talk about Mailman Derpy. Okay. So tell us a bit about this piece. It's Derpy with mail surrounding her, and she's got one in her mouth, and she's got a muffin on her hat, and (laughs) it's it's a postage stamp. Mm -hmm. And two bits, man, man, inflation in the postage industry has even gone up in Equestria. (laughs) Um, Tell well, about this shirt design. That was one I finished up, I think, shortly before Everfree. So it's a bit of an old design, but it's definitely one of my favorites. And it seems to be one that my followers really like as well. So I thought, why not enter it? Um, it came about when I think I was reading the one of the comics. I think it was the Rarity Micro series. And Derpy shows up temporarily, and she's wearing her mail delivery outfit. And I thought it was so cute, and I just had to draw it. And so I started trying to think of how else I could tie in, like, the male theme, like, with letters and stuff. And I realized I hadn't really seen anything of her on a postage stamp. And because it was, like, a rectangular shape, it worked out nicely for a print. And then the postage stamp border allowed it to also double the shirt design because then just take off that blue in the very back and then it works just fine as a, a frame um and then two bits i mean it's hard to tell what equestrian currency is really like because it's pretty inconsistent within the show so i just kind of tossed on two bits <laughs> well if a cherry costs two bits yeah i, I can i can kind of see that the same price <laughs> as a postage stamp if it's 46 cents here in the in the in the america i i assume two, two bits translates to like 50 cents <laughs> you know, 50 cents American for two bits equestrian. Anyway, I think this is an awesome shirt. And if you guys yeah. have not voted yet, if you go over to leakfish.dvnart.com, uh, click on the delivery shirt, there's a link there that will let you go and vote. And you know what? I'm going to go vote right now. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm <laughs> going to open you. I'm going to open this up. If you, all, you can also go to contest.welovefine.com. And i got to be signed in. Crap. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll vote in a little bit, but we have been, okay. of course we have been plugging this like crazy because thank you because, so much by the way I really no, appreciate no, no, no. it. You 
this, and I, I don't get this. I don't. I don't get this. And you, you're one of the very talented brony artists, and I have. You know, it's really disappointing that you're not. You're not more popular than than you <laughs> are right now because you've got incredible talent. You have stuff published by We Love Fine. It's been it's been given the thumbs up by Hasbro and one of the writers for the show. So I don't know how in the world you can't be. You know one of the top brony artists in the in the in the country right now. And that's just <laughs> mind blowing. So guys, again, if you do get a chance, head over to leakfish.deviantart.com and vote for this awesome shirt. I want to see We Love Fine sells as a shirt because I might like to buy one. Thank you. Who knows? Maybe maybe Leakfish, maybe next you can make a derpy stamp. <laughs> well, I've had a lot of people ask me to turn it into a real stamp, but when I kind of looked up how much it would cost to make it into a real stamp, it was a little expensive. So how much, are we, how, how much would it be by chance? Um, I can't remember right off the top of my head. It's been months since I last checked. But it was something I worried might not sell because it would be too much of a novelty. But maybe in the future... I'll look into it again. Well, yeah, maybe wait till the maybe see if postage goes down a little bit. Maybe that'll affect yeah. the uh, the price. Or maybe just uh, maybe make one of those make one the size of a stamp and then frame it and sell that like a like a special collector's piece. I cause I, <laughs> I, I know that stuff like that is has always got some kind of of value. And who knows if you get it signed by uh, Lauren Faust, might be uh, worth a little bit more. <laughs> Do you have any advice for those who who want to you know follow in your footsteps and and do artwork like you or maybe not like like you but maybe you know do their own kind of digital art? Um, well, because I was about to say, don't follow in my footsteps because you want to take your own path. Well, wouldn't that be footsteps? Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I oh, know. I mean. I, oh. <laughs> well, because you don't want to just copy another artist directly because then that work isn't truly your own. Uh, but all I can say is to really experiment with your drawing style, experiment with your coloring styles. Uh, I mean, I deliberately just try as many different styles as I can think of just because, one, it's more fun, and two, it helps me to learn a lot more, and I find myself improving a lot because I never stop learning. So let's see, what else? Tutorials are your friend. Like, learn from other artists. Don't copy other artists, to, like, entirely because one that's bad and heavily frowned upon but two you don't really learn anything that way but just it helps to know what their technique is just to get familiar with the tools that they might use or brush settings that sort of thing um practice 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 <laughs> like you said you have a sketchbook on hand whenever you feel the inspiration to draw so that's always a it's always a, a, a good thing to have a sketchbook on hand in case you get struck by that touch of inspiration and genius yes. i always have my sketchbook with me and even though i might not always have the time to just sketch out an entire idea when i get hit with one i'll usually at least jot some notes down or a really quick rough sketch just so that the idea is there and i don't forget it so, so even if they're walking, they can just you know quickly sketch something and keep the idea. Well, maybe fresh. if I'm not walking, I would have to stop yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're if you're crossing the street and you start drawing, get out of the street. You're gonna get hit by a car. <laughs> so don't 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 draw while you're crossing the street, please. <laughs> I would not the, recommend that. Yeah, or else the blood splatter is gonna make that kind of uh, hard to see what you were drawing. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. This is, this is bad joke central. <laughs> 
So, but um, of co- okay, so you know, practice, practice, practice. Always, you know, always draw when you know when when you feel the need to draw. Uh, take and draw when you don't feel the need to draw either, just to get yourself still to practice. I know some artists struggle with artist block from time to time, but really, the only way to get out of an art block, for the most part, is to just draw and shake it off, and figure out why you're having that issue. Maybe sometimes you just need a break. Other times, you just kind of feel stuck. And the only way to really get unstuck is to just keep looking to find your groove again. No, well, I'm sure that with, with inspiration words like that, Leak Fish, I'm sure, uh, the <laughs> next, I'm sure the next group of brony artists will feel inspired to continue in your awesome hoof steps. <laughs> Thank you. So um, a question that we like to ask, of course, are you open for commissions um, let's see. Well, not usually because I'm usually very busy with school and convention work and trying to get my own prints ready. But from time to time, I do open things like sketch commissions. Usually my Twitter account will be the best place to watch for those. I plan on opening up a few sketch commissions probably sometime late next week, um, probably around this upcoming Thursday or Friday is probably when I'll open them because I'm going to be traveling a few days after that, and it'll give me something to do while in transit. Ooh, so uh, <laughs> get an exclusive scoop here, kids, so make sure you mark your calendars. Head over to twitter.com forward slash leakfish or at leakfish on Twitter, and make sure you can find out how you can get an awesome sketch by an awesome artist. <laughs> and of course, uh, you'll also be hitting up some conventions in the near future. So, uh, uh, of course, uh, the one that uh, we're going to, of course, because we're, we're guests there, is TrotCon, which takes place June 20th through 22nd at the Sheridan Columbus at Capitol Square. You'll be selling some incredible artwork there. So, if you are in the vicinity of TrotCon, maybe give her a, a quick check out. You'll also be uh, hitting up Everfree Northwest this year as a promotional artist and vendor. So, if if they're going to one of the big cons, you'll be there. And, of course, you'll be at the uh, granddaddy of them all, BronyCon, the first weekend in August. And you'll be selling up a vendor there. And, of course, other great conventions, including FanimeCon, Crystal Mountain PonyCon, uh, San Diego Comic Con. Ooh, San Diego Comic Con. Oh, I'm not selling at San Diego. I'm just going as attendee for that one. Aww. I, I know, I'm sorry. That's actually why I keep a more detailed list on my DeviantArt page to specify which ones I'm actually vending well, at and which ones I'm just vending. That's actually what it says on the DeviantArt page. <laughs> Oops. Uh, well, then we'll scratch that out. Uh, you'll also be at BronyCan, and that's yes. in Canada, right? Yes, it's in uh, Richmond, which is, I think, just a little ways away from Vancouver. Oh, you must be uh, cashing in your frequent flyer miles. <laughs> um, actually, I drove to that one last year because my apartment is in Oregon, and so it's really just an eight to nine hour drive, which sounds like a lot, but that's sometimes just how it is with convention travels. I mean, it's cheaper to drive than to fly sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, certain places you can fly to that are a little yeah. cheaper. I, I fly, I'm flying to Everfree Northwest and uh, BronyCon myself. Um, but uh, you're also going to be at SAC Anime and the Rose City Comic Con. So, of course, anything that you want to learn about Leakfish, you can head over to leakfish.deviantart.com and check out and uh, get caught up. And, you know, and she's also got all kinds of great artwork up there. If you haven't seen the entire gallery, it's something that you got to just check out because not only does she do incredible My Little Pony stuff, you got all kinds of great video game stuff up there. Even her original concept stuff is mind-blowing. 
Thank you. Again, my still favorite is the uh, the Super Smash Brothers style Adventure Time menu screen. <laughs> Thank you. And then you. the uh, Emoticon Bemo. That's, that's, that's awesome, too. <laughs> I entered both of those into Wheel of Finds Adventure Time contest. Neither one, but maybe if they end up hiring me as an MFA or something, I can try and submit them again. But who knows? It's hard to say. I'll at least be selling prints of them at the upcoming cons I'm going to. Oh, maybe we'll have to purchase one to give away to one of our lucky listeners. <laughs> You know, we've got to, got to support our artists. That's what you've got to do. Well, anyway, before we let you go, Leek Fish, is there anything you'd like to say to the Brony fandom out there? Maybe some inspirational words of wisdom or a shout-out or something? Um, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, I can't. I hate being put on the spot. How could you do this to me? I'm sorry. I just, ah! I want to give you some, I want to give you the chance to say something deep and philosophical <laughs> that will stand that the time for ages so to come. That just puts so much pressure. Well, you can just say, you can say anything that comes to your mind. You can say... Purpley spatula. You can say, you can say, uh, ding dong. Stay out of my shed. (laughs) There we go. Stay out of my shed. The words to live by. I guess I'll just like give a shout out to like the conventions I work for because I've met so many friends working with them, and most of them have like been super fun to work with. Well, they've all been super fun to work with. There's obviously some ups and downs working with conventions, but I don't regret it a bit. It's fun. And I get to go some really awesome places. So thank you to them, all of them at EQLA, Everfree Northwest, Sacbrony Expo, and BabsCon. You guys are awesome. <laughs> and you are awesome, Leakfish. Guys, oh, check you. her out at leakfish.deviantart.com and Twitter at Leakfish. We're following her, so all you got to do is head over to us and we'll just check our follower list. You can click her there. Uh, be sure to, to follow her so you guys can find out when she'll be doing a uh, an opening for her drawings. Because, I mean, I don't know, man, woman, child, Philly, Stalin, Colt, or whatever Discord is, alive. <laughs> That would not want an awesome drawing by the very talented Leakfish. So, Leakfish, thank you so much for being on here and being the next featuree in our Bernie Spotlight. Oh, no problem. It was my pleasure. <laughs> and when we come back from our next awesome block of music, we'll be taking a letter to Princess Celestia. You are listening to Cantalot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. Step 
Swing Joe Thelow cover by Fortismo here on Canterlot Radio. It is Wednesday, March 12, 2014, and as always, it's me, it's me, it's the good old MC Mike Check bringing you the hottest sounds from Equestria. And we are actually getting ready to wrap up our show, but before we get into our letter with Celestia, I want to talk to you guys about next week's show. Now, next week's show is going to be a very special one because it'll be our one year anniversary special. That's right. We have got all kinds of great things planned for you. We've got interviews we'll be doing. Uh, we're hoping to have a live performance by the Shakeups in Ponyville. That should be awesome. Uh, we may even have a few surprise guests. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. That'll be next Wednesday, March 19th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio, our Canterlot Radio one-year anniversary. I can't even believe it's been a year. We'll also be looking back at some of our favorite clips throughout the year and sharing some of our favorite moments. And I can't wait to, for you all to join us on that. We want it to be our biggest episode ever. 
because our first episode was over a thousand listens. So we want to make this one even bigger. So anyway, it's now time for us to open up the mail sack once again and find another awesome letter to Celestia. Okay, let's see. <clears throat> okay, I gotta open up here. Let's see. Oh, here's one for me actually. All right, All right here you go, Uncle Grandpa. <clears throat> Thanks, Bobo. Why won't he leave me alone? Well, anyway, this week's letter comes from a pony named Mike Check, and he writes, Dear Princess Celestia, It's rather disheartening to hear that someone's being told that they have to hide who they are to avoid being ridiculed and made fun of. That's why it's important to let that person know that they are not alone and don't need to be afraid of being made fun of. If you stand next to someone and never show fear of being judged, that person is more likely to take pride and confidence in themselves as well. Even if your country's apart, being there to show someone's strength in their darkest hour can bring you together in ways you never thought possible. Your bronies are a prime example of that. Your faithful student, Mike Check. And obviously this was written in, in, in lieu of the... Uh, of the uh, school ruling that the kid could not bring in his My Little Pony backpack because he was the target of bullying. And I think that's really ridiculous. And it, it comes down to we need to be able to stand up for that kid, even though he doesn't know who we are. There are people out there that do care about kids like this. If we don't want another uh, another incident to happen like with poor Michael, who, by the way, is now awake and is responding very well. Praise God. But I think it's important that we ensure that something like that never happens again. We need to come together not only as a fandom but as, a, as mankind in order to prevent this from happening again. This kid is being made fun of, so I think it's up to us to show him that he's not alone and that he can stand up to these creeps and show this school that you can't censor someone because of the way they dress, the way they look, the way they act or talk. You can't censor them. You do that, then you need you might as well issue a uniform policy for your school, so everyone dresses the same. But to tell one kid he can't dress a certain way or bring a certain type of of, of lunchbox or backpack in, and again, one that's not even showing any violence. You got you got clothes nowadays that they say just some of the craziest things I've ever seen, and they're being told, and that's okay. But I think, you know, if we can truly come together as a fandom, we can help out this kid and show him that he's not alone in his ridicule. So we hope that this goes better for Grayson. And Grayson, if you're listening, hang in there. We're pulling for you. We're all in this together. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for this week's installment of Cantalot Radio. Again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and making this show awesome. And I also want to thank Leakfish for taking the time to sit with us in the Bernie Spotlight to talk about her artwork and getting into drawing. Uh, next week on our anniversary special, we'll be talking with My Little Pony jewelry maker, Silver Slinger. We talk about him in each episode, but we're going to learn a little bit more about the pony who makes awesome jewelry. So anyway, be sure to like us over at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Canterlot Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Canterlot Radio, and you can even subscribe to our YouTube at Canterlot Radio and our Tumblr page at canterlotradio.tumblr.com. And also, take part in this week's Pony Poll. If you have – the question is, what is the best song of Season 4 so far? You can go to canterlotradio.com and t- check out the entire list and vote on your favorite song or tweet it to us on Canterlot Radio at Twitter. Well, unfortunately, folks, we are out of time. I cannot wait to see you guys next week for our one-year anniversary. Until we see you down the road, this is my chick reminding you that no matter where you go in life, friendship is magic, and we'll see you all next week for our one-year anniversary. Bro-hoof, good night. (laughs) 